It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Yo, this is Spurs Cast, episode 555. My name is Paul Garcia, and I am the host of the Spurs Cast. Joining me on this episode is Pounding the Rocks, Bruno Passos. Bruno, how you doing, man? I'm doing okay, Paul. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing well. You know, I was a little jealous that you and uh, several of our reporter friends got to attend um, Saturday's game, Spurs' first preseason game, and I, and I couldn't watch it because I, I had a family obligation, unfortunately. Uh, but, um, yeah, so how, how was it? Just kind of quick thoughts on how was that Spurs-Magic uh, preseason game? Uh, it was it was very much preseason basketball, I guess. Um, lot, you know, rickety play, especially like in, in, the, in the half court. A lot of guys, I think, who don't have much experience playing with each other. Pop obviously going really deep in his uh, rotation with some of these um, unguaranteed contracts and uh, with the uh, guys who got the scratch that we can go go through, um, guys like De- uh, DeMar DeRozan and Patty Mills, uh, Pop really just kind of let, left the floor to the, uh, the young guys to go out there and just do their best. So it was um, an unfamiliar group of players, I think, uh, sharing the floor for most of the time. So... That's what you really got. And with him kind of uh, DeJounte Murray coming back in and uh, him having the ball in the hands in, in his hands for most of the time, it, you know, it was, it was so, some good, some bad, but not a lot of um, compelling team basketball, as even though there were some fun takeaways on, on an individual basis. Yeah, so Spurscast listeners, you know, as you just heard there, you know, I wasn't able to attend the game, so I really wanted to have somebody's perspective who was actually there in attendance and kind of got the feel for the game and how, how it was produced. And uh, Bruno is, is that person, so that's why I've asked him to come on here. And he's going to provide us with his insight uh, on that evening on Saturday. So as Bruno just mentioned here, the Spurs did lose, um, you know, 125-89 in their first preseason game. As he mentioned, several players were out uh, for them, like he mentioned, uh, De- 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 DeMar DeRozan, should I say. Patty Mills was out, uh, Marco Bellinelli. Um, Damari Carroll and also Trey Lyle. So, so a few of those players are players that are, are going to be in the rotation. So, as Bruno mentioned here, a lot of those um, younger players did get some 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 minutes. Bruno, one person you talked about that I really want to focus on first of all to begin this conversation is Dejounte Murray. Um, you know, uh, you know, in his return, I looked at the you know just when you just look at the box score and, and I saw a few clips online that people were posting. Uh, he finished with eleven points in fourteen and a half minutes. He he only played in the first half. Uh, he he uh, grabbed four rebounds, dished four assists, two steals, two turnovers, two fouls. Uh, he shot three of seven on paper, but when you actually look at his jump shots, he went two of four on mid-range jumpers, um, I mean, on jumpers overall, and he made one of his one three-pointers. So so my question to you, Bruno, what, give me some context on these jumpers. Were, were they like coming off a pick? Was it, you know, a catch and shoot? What, what kind of, what, what was some, some um, what, what you saw in terms of, of, of these jumpers? Yeah, uh, I mean, for starters, the, the jumper looks good. Uh, I think that's what we kind of were hoping a year ago when he was coming uh, 
you know, pr- pr- coming off of that really good 2017-18 season, and uh, we'd seen some of the off uh, the, the summer stuff, and it was all, the stroke was looking good, more fluid, and this is sort of a, a carryover from that just 12 months later. So um, it, in the game itself, it, it was a lot within the flow, so uh, pull-ups in mid-range uh, that happened pretty naturally coming off screens. The one three-pointer was uh, uh, just a catch-and-shoot, but again, it looked really fluid, just uh, re- just confidently without uh, without forcing it, but also without kind of being tentative with it. Just caught it um, from from the left side, shot it from uh, uh, you know, top of the arc, and mm-hmm. switched it. And it, it it all looks really sustainable, and it's 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 one of the probably the most encouraging takeaway from. Uh, all of uh, the, the first preseason game was just watching DeJounte in action and just seeing some of these things that uh, suggest actual, not, not only just health, a return from health from, from the injury, but also actual strides in his game that um, we were looking for a year ago. Now, um, in, in regards to, you know, I see here that he took a few layups. He, he missed the majority of his layup attempts. Um, you know, that's not too concerning, especially his first game back in a year. Uh, he also had four assists and two turnovers. Now, the responsibility, I read your article, Bruno wrote Spurs, Spurs cast listeners, uh, his latest piece is on poundingtherock.com called Spurs' Preseason Opener, headlined by Youth and Happy Returns. You should go check that out. That has a lot of insights from Bruno's, um, you know, his his sites at the game. So, Bruno, in terms of the, the ball handling responsibility, the, the um yeah, just the responsibility. Was a lot of that because do you think DeMar wasn't there and do you think it's going to change a little bit when DeMar does get back on the floor with him? More than likely, yeah. And I think DeRozan was a late scratch. He was not uh, announced early on as one of the guys getting rest, but um, they, they updated those um, uh, that injury report and added his name to it. And it felt like it was all sort of part of the script to um, mm-hmm. get DeJounte back his first game and, uh, yeah, just let him – feel 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 things out and just own the own the offense and um whenever he was on the floor everything really went through him it was uh it wasn't pretty at times because it was really kind of basic sets a lot of pick and pops and pick and rolls and just kind of basic reads for him and uh, not not a lot of all, all five guys getting involved in the action but it allowed him to settle in and um yeah it, it, it's hard to say kind of what the offense is actually going to look like still with uh, a full healthy squad but uh, yeah, this was all about just him getting his feet wet, and um, you know he he was he was extra aggressive, which was good. You know he he didn't um, he didn't shy away from contact, but at the same time, uh, yeah, those those finishes around the basket didn't all look, um, I think, as they're going to look in, in the coming months when he when he's feeling better, when he's really got his legs under him. Um, but uh, you know we still saw some good strides. There was a, a, a nice kind of up and under uh, move to the rim where he uh, just blew by the uh close out and and finished nicely um so it's it, it, it's as much as anybody could have really hoped for it i think uh, optics wise and and the numbers you know they're, they're they're good as well yeah especially when you when you talk about that one up and under move that he had that that one foot layup he made um you know that's really impressive he got by like two or three guys on that play and this is speed i mean you still see that after that acl injury that kept him off for a year he's still the same Dejounte in terms of his speed and burst and that's what you really want to see to keep his athletic ability going uh going forward so so yeah so it looks like a good night for murray you know in his first preseason game back in over a year uh now let's shift over to lonnie walker the fourth um you know with DeRozan out he did get the start there he had a, a you know pretty intriguing matchup here with aaron gordon 
Um, Walker had a, a here's where his numbers basically eight points, three of eight shooting, uh, five assists, one rebound, one, one, one steal, two turnovers, three personal fouls in 25 minutes. Um, I really highlighted the, the five assists there. So my question for here is what, what, what was that about? Was, was he actually running the half court on, on these assists or was it more like open court play? How did that come about? Uh, a, bit, a bit of both, but it was it wasn't really um, too much stuff that was I think designed for him. It all just it was him playing within the flow. Um, a few kind of secondary creation opportunities. One was definitely that I I recall on the open floor that was uh, a really nice kind of no look to Jakob Pertl, who mm-hmm. um, uh, is is like a really quick. I think he he got it from Murray, and then it was a, almost like a touch pass to to Pertl without really looking and found him in stride and Pertle finished around the basket. But um, yeah, it, 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 I don't know if uh, that that kind of creation is what anybody can expect. Uh, from Walker game to game, but it showed a, a, a level, a dynamic uh, from his game that uh, he is able to bring. And for the most part, he he looked good. Uh, he uh, did force one drive to the rim where it was just uh, went into traffic, multiple mm-hmm. players, and um, I can't remember if it was just a miss or a turnover, but he had no business doing it. But beyond that, um, he looked really comfortable. Um, he also had a really nice attack on a closeout where um, he pulled up and, and finished uh, just a nice kiss off the glass uh, with uh, Vucevic coming into contest. And um, no, he, he he looked good. He it was a, a bit of a, a tough one for a guy like him who I think does require the ball in his hands, uh, yeah. given that the the offense was working around Murray so much. But uh, he he picked his moments, and I, I think it was, it was it was a solid showing overall. What about his uh, his defense? I see here he had a guard Gordon. Um, well, also what I read from your from your report, um, and he had four. Gordon finished with fourteen points, three assists. W- was there a lot of one on one matchup there, or, or w- how was his defense overall? Uh, Gordon is the t- is a is a handful for someone like Walker. I don't think yeah. he's going to be guarding like Gordon is essentially a four, even yeah. though he, he plays the three for the Magic with their with their large lineup. So it was a, a bit of a funny thing that you know Walker coming in playing. Uh, having to play the three position and, and Gordon playing a little bit out of position, just the way the, the magic role with Vucevic and uh, Jonathan Isaac playing at the, the five and four. Uh, and Gordon's got uh, muscle and, and a few inches on him. And he, he made sure to take advantage of that, uh, of that against Walker, especially in the post. So uh, there's a bit of bully ball where uh, Walker's just not really suited for that. But um, you saw him kind of uh, stick with Gordon and other uh, players on switches on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you liked his footwork there. It's the instincts are what you'd expect from a guy really getting his first meaningful minutes probably this season uh, in the rotation. So that, that'll be a work in progress. But, um, you know, the, the athleticism's there. So he, he should be able to stick with more of your traditional threes. Um, but a guy like Gordon is, is going to be tough for him. Understandably, Gordon's a great player. Just, I mean, this is a really hard question to answer because it's only one game. I mean, one preseason game, actually. But, you know, since Bellinelli was out and since DeMar DeRozan was out, do you think that if this was a full, healthy Spurs squad that Lonnie's even getting any kind of sniffing, any kind of playing time right now? Uh, it's, it's yeah, it, it's really looking like a kind of Walker versus Bellinelli Be- yeah. equation mm-hmm. right now, right? Like, I mean, it, it, there's it's there's a lot of depth in the wing and in the guard rotation. Uh, and, and it, it's going to really, it'll be interesting to see what pop does with, with, uh, those two guys. Bellinelli is, is, uh, a bit of a known commodity with his strengths mm-hmm. and, and what Bellinelli does well, Walker doesn't do well. Uh, Bellinelli is just gonna, he's going to stretch the floor and, and hit some tough shots and bail out the offense. And, um, he's going to be really, he's going to move well without the ball and, um, 
you know, it, it, he's going to punish defenses with that. Walker's a completely different player. I feel like Walker, when he does get his chances, or he's going to kind of resemble uh, Jonathan Simmons in that breakout year where he was kind of a oh, microwave yeah. scorer that he didn't really like make sense within the offense as in the system, but he could create in a way that the, the team needed it. And I think Walker's a similar player, at least right now. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's hard to say what's going to happen there between him and Marco. And I think probably pop isn't really sure, but I think he probably does feel um, that Walker is going to need his minutes. So I think we're going to see a bit of a hedge between the two uh, to start. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's one of those matchups. I definitely going to keep an eye on. Uh, let's go to another guy now. And, and this is Brent Forbes. He's kind of ruining the, you know, all, all summer, everybody's talking about, we want to see Derek White and, and, and DeJounte Murray next to each other in that defensive backcourt. And then Brent Forbes comes out in his first game, preseason game and scores 24 points, nine of 13 overall. Dude was on fire five of six from three. Um, I mean, really Brent's going to stop that from happening right now, just based on his play in terms of those two guys starting. And, you yeah. know, with the team that that doesn't have a lot of shooting, a lot a lot of um you know volume shooting, should I say from three? Brings that one guy on the roster who can do that, especially with Davis Bertans gone. Uh, like I said, five or six off threes. I saw a play where he came off a screen and drilled a three. So um you know how was Bryn and also you know in terms of his, his shooting form? I mean not shooting form, shot selection. Was it all spot up or was it a lot uh also variation of like pull up jumpers too? How was Bryn? Um, I mean he was excellent. He he's um. You, you see what the, that, that he's got something that the team is probably just going to need uh, at mm-hmm. least for another year. Uh, like uh, people will talk about Murray's strides as a shooter and white may improve as well, but what Forbes does uh, both off the catch and what he's just become such a, a good pull-up shooter, just coming around screens and hitting those threes, um, which he did uh, had a couple of uh, last night. Um, he's, he's just a, a real, he can bail out so many possessions that way. Um, so it, it, it's, it's, it, it, it he's going to make it really hard for pop, not to not only give him, uh, a similar minute load as last year, but, mm-hmm. uh, his, his position as, uh, in the starting lineup still makes a lot of sense re- yeah. regardless of what, what pop does with, with, uh, all the other pieces, you know, he's, he's, he is a, an elite three point threat. And the fact that he can do it from anywhere, you know, above the break, um, Pull, pull off the dribble. Um, he's he's get, he's looking more comfortable uh, in the pick and roll. Not only uh, uh, pulling up and shooting, but also he 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 mixed it up and, and had some really nice pocket passes to Jakob Pertl, uh, which I think is is a, a nice little step that he can still make in his game. Um, but uh, yeah, tw- like you said, twenty four points had a um, a dunk in transition as well. Just to remind people that he's got some athleticism and uh, yeah. he uh, finished a four point play in the the third quarter so um uh, just as a a a good game but kind of shockingly like not too surprising when you when you watch him release the ball with that that form uh you come to expect him to make it more more often than not exactly and so now let's talk about the guy who that's going to really affect and that's like you like we mentioned right now Derek white um you know he had a rough game for his first preseason game uh, this to start this year uh he finishes with three points uh six assists that's really good in terms of ball um team production uh one rebound two steals one block three turnovers uh he played 17 minutes he shot one of nine from the floor so really didn't have it going and and as i actually just looked at his jumpers i mean we're talking missed 18 footer missed 14 footer missed 16 footer 
made 24 footer, missed 13 footer, missed 26 footer, missed 28 footer. So one of seven on jumpers. Now I, I know that we, you know, we kind of know who, who Derek White is as a shooter and he's definitely not Bryn Forbes. That's, that's for sure. And, and we saw that too, you know, based on last year in the playoffs and then also this past summer with the FIBA team where he's not really a, you know, he, Derek's more of like a rhythm type player where like, if he kind of feels like he has a jumper going that night, he'll take a few more than he usually does. Uh, but again, you know, like, like you were saying, he's not what he doesn't bring to the starting lineup what, what, what Bryn would bring, which is you just consistent volume, three point shooting a guy like you said every time he releases the ball he's probably going to make it the majority of the time uh so, so what do you think this is going to be for Derek I know it's just one game um you know going forward though do you think that'll be his position ty- possibly coming off the bench or, or what do you think is in store for him it's it, it's obviously early but um it you you do get the feeling that that's where pop will like him as mm-hmm. of now um Murray's minute not only uh, it, was it telling that Murray got the start again preseason but Murray got the start uh, but his minutes were um, tied to LaMarcus's quite a bit as well mm. um, so they, they would come back on the floor together and uh, there's it, a lot of um, you know them building that chemistry working on the pick and roll pick and pop um, and so it looked like there was a meaning behind that and, and a logic behind that um, and so it, it would make sense then to not have the, him and White overlap too much because of their, their their strengths are still kind of redundant right now. Hopefully both can make strides to where they're, they're, they're both just complements and, and not just um, uh, players who tilt a bit more towards certain strengths and not others. But um, for right now, I think it, it, we could see us, uh, and it, White coming off the bench kind of spelling Murray yeah. and then who knows what that that closing lineup will be if uh, if they'll play together or not but um yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if we continue to see white coming off the bench right now and playing with that second unit and uh again after after what we saw in in the playoffs last year and much of the the regular season not a bad thing to have a guy like Derek white coming off the bench yeah, and just so I'm 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 I'm, I'm accurate here uh Derek and Dejounte and Dejounte never shared the minutes right last night they never oh, like. Uh, I did not pay I, I too the, much attention. Yeah, I looked in the box but, one, and um, I never yeah. saw them. I never that. I never saw that that happened where they played in the same lineup together. It, it's very possible that they didn't. Yeah, the, it was okay, definitely cool. for, for the the experience was very much watching them sort of take turns on the floor, mm-hmm. dominating possession. So um, there was not much of a chance to see the two of them together, which is going to be really fun when we can. But uh, I don't remember much of it last night, if there was any at all. Okay. And then uh, let's a little bit more off script, but was there any other player? I mean, I know that we talked about these four guys in the guard position, but was there anybody else in this game that stood out to you from the Spurs uh, that, that you want to, I guess, note? note? <laughs> Not really. They they scored <laughs> 89 points total. Uh, they were down 100 to 67 at the end of the oh third. So it was uh, it was extended garbage time. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Diedrich Lawson paid played uh, over 20 minutes um uh, not and they weren't great uh no offense to tj glossen who i'm uh, i think is uh you know still a young guy uh but um yeah there the pop gave lots of other opportunities uh keldon johnson played um almost as much as anybody and had the green light to to uh, create off the dribble and i'm still pretty high on you know what he can be long term but it yeah the, the the shots weren't really falling for him i think he's got a bit of a ways to go on uh, to to learn kind of what to do once he's um in getting in the paint and and, and meeting guys and and around the basket and finishing through contact so 
understandable that a guy that young is going to have some issues. But um, no, not too many standouts uh, beyond what's been discussed for them uh, through one game. Yeah, I see here that Johnson actually took the most shots in the game. 14 shots, man. Rookie debut. 14, took 14 yeah. shots. Welcome while you got him. Uh, real quick on LaMarcus. I know that he only played like 16 minutes. Uh, he did make it three. Now, when he when he set up his pick and pops of Murray or whoever was the guard, did he pop out more than one time to the three-point arc? Or it was just that one time when he shot the shot. Uh, I feel if like there was more recall. than once. Uh, okay, I feel like there was good. more than that's one occasion where he at least like, you know, um, extended a bit. Uh, more than usual and like you said uh, that there was that very early look um, where he uh, attempted and made that three which has sort of become a bit of a calling card for him I think he um, knows that there's a certain expectation to shoot those uh, to keep defenses honest and it feels like he just looks to get those out of the way early in games so uh, it's a bit too on brand for, for his first possession of the game to be that uh, attempt and for him to not uh, take any more for the rest of the game so um, it feels like kind of the vibe that we had last year is going to be more or less the same uh, going into this year, but who knows? Yeah, and his his uh, his pre his uh, training camp comment, you know, basically like reminded me of the last few years, and it almost sounded like he was just frustrated with the same question almost every single training camp. Where I think it was Mike Finger who asked him, uh, you know, are you going to take more threes, basically? And he basically said, you know, I, I took some, and just everybody wants to know that that's like the magic question. So like you could tell that, you know, th- that response isn't very encouraging. That you know he really worked on it or, or added it a lot more to his game. So I think you're right. He's just going to do those those um, those traditional, you know, just maybe taking the first quarter type of threes and see if it's there or not for the night. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. we'll we'll see. Uh, he even had an Instagram post before last season, right, where he like kind of did a wink, wink that uh, the, the, him and DeRozan will uh, be extending their range a little bit, which obviously never happened. They combined for less than a hundred three point attempts, I think, between the two of them. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, again, had a great season last year, so there's nothing, I guess, in a in the vacuum that's. Uh, you know, devastating about him continuing to be the mm-hmm. same player, but um, yeah, he's he, he's not uh, feeling the pressure too much to to change with the times. Cool. Let's let's go to our last topic, Bruno. So so Spurs cast listeners, this is not related to the game. Um, you know, Saturday evening. This is some some news that came out on Friday evening. On Friday evening, um, Sham Sharani of the Athletic reported that the Spurs and Demar Derozan are discussing an extension, though nothing is imminent. So just some background on this: uh, Derozan is in can be in the last year of his contract right now. He has a player option this coming summer for $27.7 million. So if he uh, if he exercises that option, he'll stay with the Spurs. If not, if he declines it, he can, he, he can become an unrestricted free agent in a market where there's not a lot of marquee players out there. He would be one of the highest uh, names on, on the market in terms of uh, profile and, and just, um, you know, standing and stature. Uh, so, you know, some details. Uh, both sides do have until June 30th to come to an agreement. Um, and if he, if they were to come to an agreement, the, the most they could give him is four years up to 150 million, according to the athletic. Uh, so Bruno, this kind this kind of extension kind of took place a, a few years ago with Lamarcus Aldridge, where he, he was coming into, um, close to, to the end of his, his contract and, uh, the Spurs and him right during the preseason, they came to an agreement on, on a, on extension. And, you know, the, it was, it was, uh, it was a good extension where it's not even fully guaranteed in that last year. And it was always a thought process of, you know, he, he's, he's, he's got security in San Antonio, but if down the line, they want to look to trade him, well, then it's a good attractive contract to move as well that could be the game plan um so so do you think that that could possibly possibly be a situation with DeRozan right now yeah obviously with the Spurs we don't see these things coming too often uh so there there's there's probably something to be said for uh Shams uh uh picking up on it and 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 dropping that news last week 
Um, but you know, it, it, it's hard to say. I think we, we were discussing earlier about how, yeah, like like you said, uh, the similarities between this and Aldridge, and it it, sh- it shouldn't surprise anybody if it actually takes place, and yeah. if it is a number that uh, you know maybe a little bit higher than most fans would be comfortable with, but at, at, at the same time, one that ends up being just fine in the end. Uh, the Aldridge contract obviously um, has been uh, great. Val- I think I think solid value for the Spurs. Aldridge has, has played. Uh, extremely well with it, um, and and some fans may have uh, not been too excited when it happened. So uh, I I think that's probably the best way for people to brace themselves, and and we'll see if it doesn't happen uh, before the start of the season, then uh, this it, it may drag on. Um, but um, you know it, it's it's just one of those things with the Spurs where it, it, it's it, it's pre- prepare for for you know what, whatever could come, and um, you know. Look! Look at the contracts that have been handed out in recent extensions, and um, gauge your expectations accordingly. Yeah, yeah and, and really, you know, you don't really try, start to worry about this in terms of the contract extension until like February comes, and that's when the trade deadline's coming. So, so, you know, if they don't have any kind of deal done, then well, then you can, you might start to worry. You know, maybe there's a possibility they trade him, or they even if February passes and they don't trade him, well, then again, like I said, they have until June thirtieth to, to come to an agreement with De, DeRozan and his group. Um, so, so yeah, so, so we'll see what happens. Uh, thanks, Bruno, for joining me on the Spurs cast episode 555. Spurs cast listeners, if you're on Twitter, you can follow him at Bounce Passos. Again, his Twitter handle is at Bounce Passos. If you want to read his work, it's over at poundingtherock.com. Uh, his latest piece is called uh, Spurs' Preseason Opener, headlined by Youth and Happy Returns, again by Bruno Passos. Uh, also on Project Spurs, make sure to check out uh, Three Thoughts Following the Spurs' Preseason Opening Loss to Orlando by Stephen Anderson. And thank you to Michael DeLeon for mixing and producing this episode. So for Bruno Passos, I'm I'm Paul Garcia. Thank you. Have a great day. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.